Welcome to the Random Ask Podcast. If you couldn't tell by the name, this is a podcast where we bring on random guests, we ask them random questions, we try and learn a little bit. We have local people that know what they're doing and are masters in their fields, and we try and just have a little fun while we're trying to get a little educated. I'm Taj Sander, a local realtor with Royal LePage Westman Realty. I meet a lot of cool people in real estate. I sell good houses, I buy good houses, let's get into it. Thanks for joining me today on the show. We've got Daryl Morris joining us from Morris Inspections, and we're just going to go over a couple things for what you can expect if you're buying a house and if you're doing a home inspection. Thanks for joining us, Daryl, man. I really appreciate you coming through. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for having me. Oh, man. This is going to be a fun talk. Who knows what we're going to get into, but... I'm a little afraid. <laughs> oh, I'm always afraid. And whenever I meet you, I'm always a little bit worried. Like, what are we going to find today? And today's like the same thing. Um, it's not a house, but it's more so us. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's talk about your history in Kamloops and how you got started here uh, and what you've done here. Because you've been here a while. Yeah, I've been here about 30 years. I'm really That's not over. long. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say how long I've been other places because I can't yeah. tell how old I am. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, I got here about 30 years ago. I worked for a local trust plant. And then me and a couple other fellas started uh, Kamloops Trust. And yep. I did that for a while. And um, due to the size of the business, and uh, I've been in that industry a long time, I had an opportunity to get out. So it, I didn't take much convincing for me to say, yeah, bye-bye. Yeah. But... To retire at 47 is that's that's the dream well it's no it's <laughs> for some it's, guys it's ridiculous yeah. what are you gonna do it's yeah right you still need purpose you still need you need a lot of money to retire at 47 to do all like just keep oh, yourself for sure. happy for sure right and it's it's yeah. actually it's not mentally healthy you just need purpose no. that's you what need really stuff comes down to do to. yeah, yeah. And, and purpose can't be well am i gonna go fishing or am i gonna go golfing today yeah. like, that's not purpose no right you can only do some of that so much and yeah. so i was building houses after that and then the lazy side was like, I don't want to work this hard. Like, I'm like working seven days a week, 14 hours a day. And yeah. And anyways, I had some realtor friends and they said, hey, you've forgotten more about houses than most people know. Why don't you try this gig out? And I thought about it. I'm like, sure, why not? And yeah. that was about five years ago. And here I am. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's one of the reasons I like working with you as a home inspector is um, I know that you have a background that's relevant to the house yeah, not just you didn't just do the certificate yeah. and yeah and rock on right like well i got stories about that too it, it actually <laughs> well it was kind of like surprising like i shouldn't say this but the bar is actually a little low yeah entry right? you're right you know it's what just, for a, realtors as well i'll say it too yeah uh the bar is pretty low and i feel like honestly for what we do and even what you guys do yeah. it, there needs to be a more intensive course oh i agree actually okay. so part of the training was um like i just challenged the courses and wrote and wrote the tests and but you can't do that anymore yep. like if you were to try to get into this today it's 16 to eighteen thousand dollars. oh wow yeah it's um it's probably cheaper to become a realtor isn't it um other than financing your startup costs right i'm talking yeah about, see like the, walk, doing doing the just the academia portion like <laughs> the me. the licensing and um mm -hmm. academics it's it's less but then also like not making money for the oh, first oh, year. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you better have a <laughs> you're gonna, a, sugar, a sugar mama yeah. roll, roll on the roll um, on the cheer, the Cheerios. You're whatever, gonna need right? something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so um, I forgot what I was talking about. Oh yeah. So anyways, part of the part of the uh, deal was is you have to do apprentice hours. Yeah. 
So I'm going along with the, uh, and generally what inspectors do is like, well, if you're going to come with me, you're also going to get paid for the inspection. They want to charge me or whoever. Yeah. You know. A fee. A fee. Yeah. So, and you had to have a few guys. So I ended up going with, and, and there was none in Kamloops at the time. So I traveled to Vancouver and I went down to, to uh, Kelowna. And shortly into it, a guy in Kelowna, and he's actually a big name inspector. And that's what I mean where the bar was low. Yeah. Um, He's like, I'm not charging you, man, because I'm learning more f- stuff from you than I even like. So it became a mutually <laughs> beneficial thing. I got to do I got to serve my time in jail with him. And yeah. uh, and uh, and he picked up. I guess he picked up some things. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, and we're still friends today. I mean, he phones me once every. That's probably because he so. needs your help. Oh, that is true. He, te- <laughs> he does. He texts me he's, stuff. He'll, he'll send you the photos. being he, like, hey, he Daryl, what is this? He does, actually. That's oh, bad. I don't want to burn him. But that's true. <laughs> that's OK. <laughs> There's a lot of good inspectors in Kelowna, so it could be any one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, we got the best ones in Kamloops. That's right. Apparently. That's right. <laughs> well, how do I say this without... Oh, don't worry. It's okay. Okay. So, before you get your license, what you have to do is you have to do a peer review inspection. So, basically, what they do is they booby-trap this house, and this house is in Kelowna. And and I mean booby-trap. Some stuff's like, really? That's kind of cheesy to do to somebody. Right? Yeah. And uh, so, you do your inspection. You hand in your report, and you get graded. And if you get a certain... Yeah. I don't know what the bar is. I forget what the pass or fail is. But I got, out of the 24-year history of the association, I've got the highest uh, recorded PRI ever. Oh. And still. Crap. Yeah. Actually, I had 100%, and I argued. And you know my one kid, Cole, he's an electrician. Yeah. And I used his answer because I knew that's the actual answer. But they said, no, it's six feet, not five feet. He's like, whatever. Yeah. So I'm not going to. Huh. Wow. So we have a record breaker amongst us today. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> that's enough boast. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, and yeah, actually, did you build the house that you lived in in Dallas, the one uh, oh, next yeah, to the school? I, well, yeah, actually, I'm living in a house for the first time that I haven't built in like 25 years. Yeah, yeah, I, the one that you, that was uh, close to the school, that one was up for sale recently. I know. Yeah. Should I take this? I will. Yeah. So it's listed for 620. Do you know when I built that house 18 or 20 years ago? I was in it with lot and house, 145. That's bonkers. Serious. That's, but that's the appreciation. That's the way things that go. Isn't crazy? Yeah. The lot was, I think it was 31 grand, and then the house. Yeah. And granted, they, they've they've updated the kitchen, and then there's no longer linoleum on the floor. Yeah. In the kitchen and the bathrooms, it's tile. I, yeah. I looked at the pictures. But isn't that crazy? That's the one behind you? My clients bought that one. And that one was upwards of nine hundred. Oh, that's Zimmer's house. Not anymore. Zimmer Wheaton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Rob Zimmer's house. Yeah. But um, yeah. So like, it's it's crazy the values and how much they've appreciated over the years. Yeah. And I think it's not going to stop. I think it's only going to keep going up because now you're seeing um, land being infilled with multi-family yeah. properties like apartments and yeah. um, townhouses. So now, when, like in downtown, when you have a house. That would have been four hundred grand, and you're able to get a townhouse for four hundred grand. That's what they're selling for, mm-hmm. at least. The in comparison, the yard and the house is going to be higher in value, right? Well, yeah, it would take something, yeah, so stratic, so unbelievably uh, tragic, yeah, economically tragic that we'd all be in, in pain. So it, it doesn't matter. You're it, right. That stuff's going to keep. It's and I don't know if it will because in Canada we have such stringent laws yeah. for banking. Mm-hmm. It's not like the U.S. where it's the wild, wild west, you know, and every totally. state is different, and there's like 10,000 banks, and they can kind of do whatever. Um, we're federally regulated, so it's kind of kind of not bad, but 
Yeah. How do you find doing home inspections now? Do you enjoy it though? Like, does it work with your life? Or... Oh, actually, it's awesome. And are you doing them full time? Full time. And and you know, to be honest with you, because I was kind of semi retired, it was like, oh, this would be good. Like, I work half time. Yeah. And it just kind of went into it's full time, and now it's I love doing it. Now, are you probably working overtime right now with the way the market's yeah, been? Maybe a little. <laughs> yeah. Saturday, Sunday slipped in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you work seven days a week? Well, usually? yeah. There's been this because I've had you do this weekends. Summer. Oh yeah, because yeah, you know what, people in trouble and you got to I'm, right now. I'm doing my thing. You know, I, my wife's working that Saturday. Whatever. Right. Yeah. So. Oh man, that's wild. Yeah, that's wild. Um, one thing I want to talk about is why home inspections are super important. And I'll talk about it from a real estate perspective, and you can kind of talk mm-hmm. about it from either a builder's or a home buyer's perspective or whatever insight you have, because I know you have a lot of it. Um, real estate-wise, you always want to do inspections so you can see what you're getting into. It's it, it's an emotional investment, but it is an investment nonetheless, right? So you want to see what the costs are going to be associated with that property, if it needs a new roof, right? If there's foundation issues or whatever have you, and see if if what your initial thoughts about the home were are still going to be that way after you find out how much money is going to have to go into it, if any, right? So it's it's <laughs> it's to try and save you any from any hiccups down the road yeah. financially, right? I, I don't think it should be called home inspections. Yeah. And I don't know what the word is. It should be called home review or because we're actually helping people buy houses. And the problem is people hear the word inspection and lots of people go, does the house pass? Did it fail? Well, I'm not there to pass or fail it. I'm there to help you buy a house yeah. and understand uh, what's going on in the house. Yeah. Because as far as an inspection that things would pass or fail, anything three years or older would fail because the code is this ever-evolving... Uh, but you guys aren't allowed to technically talk about code. Um. Well, it's not a co-inspection, yeah. so so it's actually redundant in, the, in our process, yeah. right? Yeah. Because you're buying a house from '65. Well, the electrical, like the list is long. Everything is different. It's like totally even different. even ten years ago, yeah. the amount of differences between building and construction standards from that point yeah. to today, insanely different. Yeah. And it's gonna get different as they go to net zero, right? Yeah, and and that well, that's actually what the last upgrade was was an energy upgrade. And if yeah. you're, you're going to just talk about the code for a second, that's yeah. exactly what the brunt of it was was an energy upgrade. And you're right, even ten years ago, it was perfectly acceptable to have maybe R forty forty four in the uh, the attic. Well, now we're shooting fifty two, fifty six, yeah. and higher. Yeah. Right. So it's uh, so right then, if I open the lid in the attic, it's like if we're doing a code inspection, oh, it fails. Well, no, it doesn't because yeah. it was built appropriately at the time the house was constructed yeah if that makes sense so really what we're doing is you're just trying to like explain to people what they're buying and we're really we're there for two things in my mind we're there to uh uh for safety issues things that may be uh yeah um and the list is long there and things that'll cost you money yeah right and just and then to help you understand all those those uh components yeah see to me like i lumped them into one because i'm like they're they're all things that you're gonna have to get fixed like safety issues are gonna be the things that you want to get fixed right away yeah um so that how much is it gonna cost you yeah right Um, and people might wonder well how could there be safety issues if the house was built per code well a good example is is uh you buy a house it's had its final occupancy um, the basement's not finished. Well, Grandpa Bob and Uncle Joe come over and help the ki- the young family finish their basement. And Grandpa Bob or whoever figures he's an electrician, sort of. Oh kinda, yeah. Sort of kind of maybe. Yep. And he's he done, knows enough. He YouTubed it. And yeah, he's, he, he's got the YouTube, well, he's got the tutorials. <laughs> you know, sometimes I wish they would YouTube it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Grandpa Bob doesn't know how to use YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. And and he'll come along, and the next thing you know, it's like, wow, this thing's a 
yeah. some issues here with electrical or, or what have you, right? Yeah. Or they've removed uh, a portion of a barrier. And I've walked in houses, and also it's like, holy mackerel, this piece of floor is soft. I get under there, they've uh, removed a section of bearing, and it's only being held up by the good grace of God knows what. Yeah. Right? That's so. Yeah, actually, I can think of... I can think of an inspection that you did um, on a place out in Barnhartvale, and they had both of those issues. <laughs> yeah, because uh, they had a they had a closet under a an entryway, mm-hmm. and they took out the closet and opened up the room, and then the entryway, the stairs there, because there was a couple stairs going up, and they were just floating. There was nothing supporting them underneath. And oh. then also there were electrical issues in some of the outlets and um, lights. Because I don't know who did the electrical work, but it, it was not good. And we had to, well, what you do is then you take the issues that come up on the inspection and renegotiate the terms, either in terms of price or get the sellers yeah. to fix the problems. So the house is as it appears, right? Mm-hmm. So, And I've, I've, done, I've done inspections where the homeowners come home or, or has been there. And because it's such a, like we normally don't speak to the owner because yeah. I'm, I'm working for the, the buyer. But if there is a significant safety issue, we have to, out of good conscience, like, hey, by the way, do you realize that- You, you have got, a moral obligation yeah, to yeah, tell the seller. You've got this issue and you really need to deal with it. And like last week would have been good. Yeah. And, and they must hate you every well, time. Well, no, actually, you know what I hear most of the time? It's like, huh, I didn't, uh, I didn't know that. I didn't get a home inspection when I bought this place. What? Yeah. Oh, man. Or the second one is- um, excuse my inspector didn't pick that up and I and my question right back to him is when did you buy the house oh about 10 years ago well the difference is is now we're more regulated yeah before like if you had a flashlight and a <laughs> a ladder a flashlight uh, yeah, and maybe like, like a piece yeah, of rope or something to look yeah, like whatever exactly get the belt go get, get a the name, tool belt. go get a name tag built made somewhere at some yeah. print shop back and it, then. oh back then if you had a business card that was the thing that's that, what I mean that was yeah, it yeah, yeah. <laughs> no it's, that is not the case no, no yeah. now we're regulated by... Uh, now you're licensed. Yeah, you have to be licensed. Consumer, uh, BC uh, Consumer Protection. And, yeah. Uh, and, uh, it's a whole different Yeah, it is. Game. It is what it is. So, you, yeah. A, you better be confident because, B, if you don't, you're going to be uh, sued or unlicensed real quick. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what do you find are some major issues, like common issues, major common issues that come up on inspections? Oh, well, that could be... A 10-hour conversation the reason I say that because it depends on the age of the home yeah um, so for example um, say insulation yeah um, if you were using it was actually some of the older homes would have vermiculite which may may which which may but really does contain asbestos and we all know what yeah. issues are with asbestos and, is there, and and people think, well, that's a long time ago, but not really, because the federal government actually had sponsored it. Uh, uh, it was a CHIP program. I think it was a Canadian Home Improvement Program or something like that. Oh, yeah. And so up until 1984, it was an approved product to make your home more energy efficient Yeah. with some kind of type of grant via the federal government. So that's not very long ago. And there no. are lots of houses that are 1984. Oh, especially in Cavalps, yeah. Yeah, or, or 80 or like whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so it's kind of age dependent, and the same with uh, wiring. There was a time that we used aluminum wiring, yeah. You know, from the mid '60s to the mid '70s. Um, poly B, another thing. That's kind of a time sensitive issue from like the I think it was the '70s to the. So poly B is 90s. the the type that's of a water line. Yeah, yeah it's the type line. of plumbing that they would use in right. the house, and over time the 
fittings would yeah wear well, down, well there's right? a few things with it so what happened is yeah when copper pipe uh, got expensive yeah actually this is a good analogy a good way to put it when um with how it was so as consumers so when we buy cars and trucks and what have you and, and as we as we learn and build things we do different things sometimes we always do, do it right the first time or we learn that there was a better way and perhaps we shouldn't do that anymore so with cars and trucks typically when there's issues they're recalled well yeah. we can't recall houses so what we do is we change the code and, and just move on but so it's it, like for the next batch so we so yeah. we leave an x thousand houses behind yeah uh, that well geez there's a better way and we move on but that's those those conditions still exist right yeah so, and, and Poly B is a good example. Uh, we were using copper water lines, and then when copper got really expensive, we had to come up with alternatives. So the first kick of the cat of plastic water lines was Poly B. And like I said, the first time we do things, yep. we don't necessarily get it right. So there was uh, all kinds of water uh, intrusion events that uh, insurance agents don't like yep. to deal with. And predominantly it was in the States with the plastic fittings. But it's also uh, heat sensitive. So uh, if you were to directly hook it up to your hot water tank, like we have to, you have to have like a copper stub, the 18, about a 24 inch or 18 or 24 inch, I can't remember, copper stub between the tank and the hot water line and your initial plastic uh, pipe. Yeah. yeah. And then um, it's chemically sensitive. So, so it wore down. It wore down. Yeah. And it's, you got to keep the insurance guys happy. That's one of the reasons yeah. you got to get the insurance guys happy so you can get insurance and get your mortgage. And a few of the things that always come up, I noticed on home inspections, not always, but the major ones are mm -hmm. going to be your age of the furnace, right? Age of the hot water tank, yeah. Age of the hot water tank, which can't be older than 10 years. Yeah. Poly B plumbing. It's got poly B. They it's wanna, yeah. harder and, to insure. And, and some of their questions are related yeah. to age, if there's a certain, I think, like they, they often ask about aluminum wiring and stuff. Aluminum wiring, ages, yeah. yeah. Age yeah. of the roof. Yeah, age of the roof. Yeah. Which are the questions, some of these questions they ask too. Yeah. I can't answer. I don't know. You got to, yeah, like for age of roof, you have to kind of just... It, you, it's still it's still it's still visually functional. Yeah, but uh, it's not new, but it's also not. It doesn't need to be replaced. It doesn't need to replace tomorrow. No, so you can still get life out of it. Yeah. It's hard, especially if it's not the original owner. And sometimes when it is the original exactly. owner, exactly, yeah, they're and, so and old that they they're yeah, kind of losing and, and, it. And people are moving are so transient, like they're you know they they seem to move in house. You know, I mean, they're in five years and they're in their next house, and the guy replaced the roof six years ago or eight years ago, so it's lost, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and shingles are kind of deceiving. They're they're visually good and then when they start to the granular starts to wear they kind of exponentially fail yeah. quickly. Yeah. As they're more exposed to UV. So mm. Yeah, that's got me thinking because I think we gotta do the roof on our house. <laughs> I'm like I'm looking at it every now and again like uh, I think we might be able to squeak a year out, but no, maybe not. Oh, it'd be like everybody else. Wait till there's watercolors on your ceiling. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's creative. That's right. It's that's the, that's the next wave. Um, in Kamloops, we have a few issues that are particular to our geographic region, I guess. Do you want to touch on a few of those? Um, yeah, I think I'm, I'm thinking about it. Probably the biggest one, if you're, if you're moving from outside of Kamloops, and probably even people in Kamloops aren't aware of it, yeah. is uh, we have termites. Yep. And they're not everywhere. No, they're not where I came from, and they're not. Uh, I mean, they're at the coast, I guess. But uh, so that's an issue. Yeah, and I don't. Were they always in Kamloops? Um, I would assume so. Because I don't remember back in the day it being as big of an issue, and it's starting to become more and more of an issue. Like you're starting to see it more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
that's like a lot of things. We, yeah. we, as, we, as, we as we've become aware, <laughs> we, it's it's more talked about, yeah. right? So it's rodents more, too. Have rodents. You seen? Yeah, I mean that's that's. Oh yeah, I've seen more city rats than I care to. Yeah, I stuck my head in an attic a few times. And I thought I was going to get kissed by one once or twice. So how's it work with the the guys that do pest inspections? And how do you like? How do you determine what is like? What is the scope of the home inspection? And at what point are you like, hey, you need to get somebody else in here? Oh, I see. For, where you're I see where you're going. Yeah. So we are looking for those things, but it's but it's not but it's not a. I would not call what I do a pest inspection. Yeah. But it, as I'm visually observing the house and crawling through the nooks and crannies, uh, that is one of the things on my radar. So I will note that oh, there's evidence of termites. Yeah. And, and so somebody needs to look farther into that, mm-hmm. right? That, that's about as far as we go with it. And so, like, are you – would you say it's similar for electrical stuff or, like, oil tanks, if you see traces of an oil tank? Yeah, like, same, same idea. Like, yeah. exactly. If I see stubbed uh, copper lines or yeah. some vent pipes outside, it's like I don't start digging it up and yeah. doing the You just recommend further inspection. Sort of yeah, you, you've, then, got, you've got to look farther because we're there for three hours. If I was to look into all these things – I'd have to set up a tent. I'd be there for a week. You'd have to charge a little bit more. Houses. And I'd have to charge a hell of a lot more. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, it, you know, there's this, yeah, cost value thing too, right? So, yeah, there's the the scope of a home inspection is a pretty general, general inspection to look and see. Yeah. And if anything stands out to you, then we got to get professionals in, in those fields, yeah. whether they're plumbers or uh, what Actually, have. and that reminds me of another thing that people do. And people, and this is also happened during a home inspection with me and I'm sure other fellows too is that uh, the dad's an electrician or the brother's a carpenter or, or what have you and the thing is I've, I've watched them and I've had to kind of uh, taper their expectation because right away they'll see something well, that doesn't need code and they just get all fired up and it's like whoa rain in the ponies fella yeah this is not a code inspection then you kind of have to because they're so that, that that's what they're driven right. Yeah. They're, they're like when when you when you hire a plumber, you would expect him to install everything as per the re, most recent code. Yeah. So that would be a norm. So that's how they live. And and a thirty year old plumber, I'm not picking on thirty year old plumber specifically. He he may not know what happened. Twenty in years na- ago. Nineteen sixty four. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely not. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely not. When, um, he was a, when he was barely, he wasn't even a sparkle in his daddy's eye. No. So. Not not from way back then, but it is. It's kind of interesting to see. What if um, what are some of the funniest interactions that you've had with people when you're doing home inspections, whether it's the clients or the the homeowners or tenants? Oh boy, I had one story, but I don't think I can tell it. It's bad. Let's hear it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's bad. You know okay. what? Okay. We, we, we're we down with this shit on this show. Okay. Let's keep this in context. <laughs> okay. I am a father of a 28-year-old daughter. I have a daughter. Mm-hmm. So she was a teenager once, too. So this is really bad. I was. This is the most uncomfortable moment in my life. Okay. Awesome. This is what I want. <laughs> this is exactly what I want to hear. This is what I want to dig into. So, what happens? So on a Saturday... I'm doing a quick townhouse inspection, or sorry, a duplex inspection for uh, I don't know whoever, yeah. and it's it's a, a a single mom and two teenage daughters, and I think the daughters were 18 or 20 or whatever, I don't know, and so I go in the house and I'm talking to her and I I've done my outside part right, I'm going in the house and I'm going down to the furnace and I don't see anybody else but her around, and I'm oops, damn it, there goes my phone, and there it goes again. Um, Oh yeah. So uh, 
I go upstairs and they're like, where are your girls? Like I, oh, they're in the shower or whatever. And I've been knocking on doors and nobody's answering downstairs, right? Because you just, I, now that I know people are home, I yeah. just don't walk, just bore, barge into rooms. And so I, I finish all, I finish with the furnace, electrical panel, the hot water tank and all that kind of stuff. So it's, now I'm just left to per, visually peruse and look through the rest of the home yeah. as far as the condition of, you know, finishes and so on and so forth and looking for whatever. So I knock on this door downstairs. And I've already been up and talked to the mom twice, and she's told me these, the, the, she, the girls are in the shower. So I open the door, and there's this young lady sprawled on her bed in her oh, birthday suit. Jesus. I slam the door closed, and I'm like, holy shit. I, I, it was like a, I had a heart attack, and I'm like, okay, I have to go tell the mom. Yeah. Okay, and this can go one of two ways, right? So yeah. I had the most uncomfortable 10 seconds walking up those stairs because she could like lost her you know what on yeah me. you know you pervert crazy you know whatever and i go up there and i tell her she's you could like, have been a registered sex offender. exactly <laughs> i was like freaking out for 10 <laughs> yeah. seconds yeah. and oh, i get man. up there and right away she's those goddamn girls and she's just like I, I have never had such a sense of relief in all my life and she went and chewed a strip on them and yeah, you wouldn't be able to do any home inspections within like 500 meters of a school. <laughs> I'm sure it'd be a whole lot of those the things that, but that was like the most, um, like it's like, good God, you know. I walk up the stairs. I've just, I've, I'll, I'll always remember that. I was freaking out. Oh man. So there, there's my most uh, uncomfortable. Jesus, that's not second. a that's not a, a list you want your name on. No. And especially if you're in a job like no. ours. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Jeez. Do you have a, in that case, if you're not able to do an inspection, do you have somebody that you refer stuff out to? Uh, or do, are you just rescheduling and figuring things I out? I just make it, I just make it happen. You just make it work. That's the Saturdays yeah. and the Sundays. Yeah. See, because like in real estate, if, if things kind of happen. Holy God. Do you want to turn that thing off or like uh, on silent? Yeah. Well, there we go. All right. Yeah. So in real estate, we generally have other people that we kind of work closely with in case we can't uh can't accommodate mm -hmm. showings like normally for me i know it's not that hard i'm a single guy i don't have kids i don't have any other obligations mm -hmm. i mean i gotta walk my dog but i can do that here and there right yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um i know with other guys and i guess being older not having kids now too you're in the same boat right oh yeah life is good life is good <laughs> <laughs> actually that was a funny story one time um i didn't realize I just always called you Daryl, and I know it's Morris Inspections, and I never really made the connection until one time I was on Facebook, and I looked on Facebook, and I saw Colton, um, your oldest boy, and I saw him post some pictures of his wedding, and I'm looking there on Facebook, and I'm like, why the hell is Colton hanging out with my home inspector? <laughs> and, then it, and then it clicked in my head. I was like... Oh, Morris Inspections, Colton Morris. Okay, I yeah, get it yeah, now. Yeah. I actually played soccer with him when I was super young. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. I, I never missed a game, so I would have saw you that. Yeah, I was yeah. the Indian kid. I was the brown kid. <laughs> I was not good. The team did not like me. Really? They, yeah, I was. Oh, oh, was there a particular coach that will remain nameless that was a little hard on his son? Oh, yeah. Okay, I know. what. I, 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 yeah, 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 that yeah, was yeah. my year. Um, okay. And then he had to, um, he hung it up. And then we had another coach, and then uh, it, was I, a, it was a more uh, it was a team sport after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but that, um, that, was, uh, that was unfortunate. I actually felt kid really bad for that poor little fella because his dad was so uh, 
I mean, I understand. I, do, I never thought that, like, being on the team, I never thought that the, the guy was rough. I, I was just like, man, he loves this shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I was like, we better not let Coach down. And then, honestly, when, when he was like, I'm not coaching anymore, I was like, I was sad. I remember my mom came to pick me up, and I cried in the car ride home because huh. I was like, we're never going to have a coach that really cares that much again. And then our next coach was just like such a lollipop and bubblegum bullshit coach. I was just like, I'm done. I'm done. I was like, this guy's got no, this guy's got no championship drive. Yeah. Like he's, he's not here to win. He's just here. And then I didn't. Yeah. And that but, was that. Yeah. I was in that, I was in that team though. And uh, there was at least one game. I remember that I scored on our own goal. <laughs> And we weren't like we weren't young then, <laughs> like we were old enough to know. You mean like ten or something? I think we were probably ten or eleven, like old enough to like be. Oh, I should remember that. I don't remember that. Yeah, because that was like grade six, maybe. Hmm. Are you are you ten in grade six? I don't know. I don't really know I don't either. Remember. I don't remember. Yeah, I'll learn again because now I got a grandson, so I'll get all that stuff figured out again. But I forget. Yeah, but we probably crossed paths way back in the day. Yeah, that's the beauty of Kamloops. How are you liking being a grandfather? Uh, I don't know. No? Well, I, I, this COVID thing's kind of made it complicated. How old is your grandson? Seven months. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's yeah almost, he was born during COVID, so. Well, actually, that's what happened. My daughter actually is a, a nurse at a hospital, and uh, she was seven months pregnant. All this th stuff hit the fan in March, and she was just going for a checkup, and because she, she worked in the operating room, because yeah. of what she was dealing with, they just, the doctor, like, you're not going back. To work. To work. Oh, like, they didn't let her go? No, because, well, she's dealing with all the, she's intubating and all that, you know, involved in all that, right? And, of oh. course, it's a, yeah, that's that's where COVID is, right? Man. So that was the end of that for her. And uh, so she's on mat leave, and then she follows the rules very well. How, let's put it that way. Yeah. So so you uh, don't get, to, all you're doing is doing Zoom meetings with your kids. Well, eh? no, I uh, stand outside. Uh, oh. And, or, and the, we were, we had outside uh, gatherings, but I mean, yeah. I've, I've held the kid once. So yeah. it is what it is. It, yeah, it's right. it's a little bit tough. It's right not now. forever. No, it's, it's just for now. Greener times or greener pastures yeah, yeah. are ahead. Yeah, I can I can see it coming soon. Yeah. And that's I keep telling everybody this that it's gonna be so good once this is over. That well, it, what I'm hoping for is is after the 1918 pandemic, we had the Roaring Twenties. So they had ten years of financial mayhem people were making money and things got crazy they so. made the stock market and exactly. it was exactly but then it fell off a cliff but that's another story but you got 10 years to but make you, your money yes yeah, so, so maybe year <laughs> seven so maybe in 2027 it's like okay i'm bailing yeah <laughs> uh, i would i i think you'd want to hold you'd probably well, want you know to what i mean though right like, <laughs> yeah diversify your yeah. your assets yeah. into buy gold at that point well i don't know what about crypto although i know nothing about crypto Oh man, cryptos that's a whole different can of worms. I don't even know. It's it's tough to say, but I I would say I would buy something like gold so you have something tangible to hold yeah. on to. Yeah, but but the thing is yeah, for for you that's actually that's a bit of a cultural thing cuz gold is, is huge in <laughs> My India. My people right? love gold. Exactly. Yeah. So that's kind of yeah. Yeah. It's not that big here. People I don't know if people no. buy gold. I know like I know of friends and family that actually have like bricks of gold. Oh, serious, huh? Yeah, and they've like they've instead of investing in other things, they've just bought. They've got gold. wafers in the fr in the safe or whatever. Yeah, like the wow. not usually not like the full bricks, but like the half bricks. Yeah, and I think I guess they're easier to move. Uh, I don't know. There's only a few of them that I know actually yeah. doing that kind of stuff. It's, you know what I mean. If it's dirty money, it's easier to you can't trace the can't trace oh, the gold. Oh yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I know. yeah. Um, 
but it's good to have. It's it'll be funny to see what happens next though. And I think I think we're just at the tip of the iceberg and it's going to start kind of not tip of the iceberg, like tip of the mountain. And we're going to start coming down the other side of it and it's, it's good. it'll be pretty chill yeah. moving forward. Hopefully. It, it, obviously this <laughs> winter is going to be probably one of the toughest times that we have to go through. Yeah, but yeah. It's not forever. Mm-mm. That's a nice thing. At least we're not wintering in a Nubank. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, really, what is it, six, eight weeks, and we're, we're into spring, and, and I mean, if you look sun at is it, shining, and life's good again. If you look at the big picture, like, global warming's happening, and winters are getting smaller anyways. <laughs> so. Yeah. That's a whole other debate, that global warming thing. Oh, man, yeah. I, it's. Uh, I, I mean, I agree the world is changing. Yeah. But unfortunately, a lot of this stuff has been politicized, and there's a lot of half-truths out there. Yeah, it's. At the end of the day, though, we still have to be. Car- we do have to be more responsible. We have to keep being more responsible. There's no argument with that. But I just wish they would cut the bullshit. Yeah, and just let's. Yeah, there's. It's it's weird let's because come it, together and do this instead of like all this. There, there's. Below, below. I don't know what it is. If there's too many agendas, or they feel like they they can't tell us everything to protect us, or. I, I don't know. Well, that's starting to go down the conspiracy theory. <laughs> but, like, you, you know what I mean? I yeah. mean uh, the, the short of it is that there's not enough transparency. Yeah. Right? That's right. And for whatever reasons, I don't know. Um, but that's, I think, the biggest issue is because you start seeing conflicting reports or they just don't have their shit figured out. Yeah. Oh, t- totally. And, that, like, then that's the illusion of uh, the, the conspiracy, right? Yeah. Where they're like, oh, well, look at all this stuff. And it's like... Yeah. And then I, it spins I, off in a whole other I don't know what's level it, of crazy. Yeah, and, and then they're just then people are talking about like, okay, well, we got the reptilian aliens and their agenda to take over the earth with a new world, and it just goes. And then, yeah, <laughs> and then it's just like wow. Then you're diving deep, yeah, into some pretty. A, all those theories are out there. They want to keep loosening up on the drug control. I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think so because it, it kind of goes with police reform. I was being refor- uh, facetious. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, uh, yeah, but I think it's a good thing. I don't think that we need to have cops out there trying to bust people for nickel and dime shit. No, did you actually speak? Did you see that video on Facebook with that uh, young feller getting busted by those cops in Calgary? I'm not sure. Maybe I've seen wow. a lot of videos on Facebook. <laughs> wow, talk about out of context. Yeah. That is, oh, anyways. There's, yeah, there's a lot of shit going on right now, and it's it's kind of crazy, but I don't know. What do you do about it? Just move forward. Get up every morning and carry on. Get up every morning and go inspect houses. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Back to inspecting yeah. houses. We had a good little, <laughs> good little, good little <laughs> well, segue. I we were done. I didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> uh, it's, it's pretty loose. But back to inspecting houses. Um, one of the things that we see quite a bit of in Kamloops is under underground water table issues. What are some signs that people can look out for? Uh, effervescence on your concrete, which yeah. is like, and actually you can tell it's effervescence because it's actually salt. Yeah. So if you see a bunch of white staining on, on the, say at the ground level, yeah. or actually anywhere on your concrete. Retaining walls maybe? Um, retaining walls. Yeah. Just look it. Yeah. If it tastes like salt, it's effervescence. And that would be indicative of... Yeah, because what happens is the water moves through, it just transports the salts to the outside face. Oh. Yeah, that's what that white staining is. It's just moved the salts. And then what the are surface. what is the impact of that to the house when um, when you see stuff? Well, like there's that? a lot of uh, uh, 
installed remediation that we, we do that you can't even see. You might yeah. see the pump, but that's about it. Yeah. So quite often, some of the low, lower areas, um, we will have we have our drain tile outside the footing, and we'll have it tied into uh, a sump pump. Yeah. And then what will happen is, is as, as we collect the water at our footings, we'll actually discharge it outside. You'll see this little plastic pipe discharging outside on the lawn. And the theory is, is that we can discharge it quicker than it can repercolate down the six or eight feet to the footing level or whatever. Okay. And we just, and that's how we remediate and deal with it. And eventually, uh, yeah. we hope it starts raining or <laughs> whatever happens, right? Yeah. And that's actually pretty common. I've built several houses that had that. Yeah, so it's not that no, big of an issue. A, no, but no. it does come up if the people aren't addressing it. Or we tie it into storm sewer. Like, yeah. Like, uh, that's another issue. Um, oh, you're, and the other thing, too, is like, you're, so you might also be referring. So I was talking a condition that would be like in the valley bottoms. Yeah. Um, when you're building a, you know, but it also can hold true in ab neighborhoods like Aberdeen. Yeah. Where they've actually, construction has altered uh, uh, the underground streams and what have you. So what, um, and that's why up there, part of your, unlike other areas of town, you actually have to involve a cistern and you're going to have so much square feet of uh, water bowl like grass area. Yeah. And they're counting every bloody raindrop. And it's it's basically, this, it's hydrology is what that is. That's an engineering. Uh, yeah. And that's why it's one of the reasons why it's so tough to put pools up there. Yeah, oh, everything. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they're, yeah, like they're. Yeah. Because there was an area of town, I can't remember what it was called, just below that. Um, I can't remember the name of the streets, and there was about a 10 or 15 year moratorium because when they first started building up top, they altered those springs, and then houses below were shifting and moving, and they had to, took a while to figure out what was going on, right? Yeah. And um, that's not just indicative of cantaloupes. I remember actually, uh, when I lived in the Okanagan before I lived here, a guy I worked with, his wife phones, she's just freaking out, and he had a concrete retaining wall across his driveway, and this is in Peachland. So they were they were building a new subdivision up top above them. Yeah. And they had and it was in the spring and they had messed with the the uh, underground springs that, uh, inadvertently. I mean nobody does this stuff on purpose, right? Yeah. Or consciously, and it blew, the the spring moved. It blew uh, a hole about the a big, so the size of a like a like a frying pan, twelve inch frying pan, through his uh, concrete uh, retaining wall, and it was coming out across his road like a fire hose. Yep. It was crazy. I saw yep. pictures of it. He, he, he came back from work and he's like, he was white. He was like, holy shit, like, what do you do with this? Yeah, I heard a story about um, a guy who just uh, fired up an excavator in Barnhartvale. And same thing, started flattening some stuff out, just digging a little bit, uh -huh. hit a spring, and flooded his neighbor's property. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it it happens. But it's I thought it was more so, well, I guess BC Interior is one of the places, because I don't think it happens that much in the prairies. No. No. Yeah, but I mean, my my experience outside of Camloops is very limited in terms of <laughs> <laughs> home inspections. I'm a flatlander originally, so no, yeah, there, uh, yeah, no, yeah, it's it's way better out here, but it is. There's uh, yeah, a few things to look out for. What about houses that are in the floodplain? Anything to look out for there? Um, well, look, yeah, and there's several areas where there are houses built, and there's also several areas where they've renovated houses yeah. and they've left a portion of the foundation because you. Uh, it would, they, they would not be able to build the same type of home, right? So they yeah. call them major. And, and a good, there's areas in Dallas that have done that too. There's some high-end houses yeah. there. A little chunk of foundation. It's major, major uh, yeah. renovation, but it really isn't. Um, it's the same thing I was talking about where they have the sump pump or what have you. Yeah. And sometimes our furnaces are, have to be higher, our electrical is higher for those issues. So you'll walk in a house and go, why are all the plugs at uh, shoulder height yeah. instead of being 18 inches off the floor? Well, that's why. Yeah. 
in the basements, right? Oh, that makes sense. And the furnace is or it's a downdraft furnace, so the furnace is actually up on the main floor, and and we're it's down. It is instead of being in the basement and blowing up through our plenums, the plenums it's a downdraft, so it blows down, and the plenums are just underside the floors, the floor joists, right? Decent, decent. Are there any any things that you expect in the future that are going to be issues for home inspections or home buyers that aren't issues right now? If you can, if you can get your crystal ball out and play the psychic role for a minute. Hmm. Not specifically, but I, you know what? It's it's ever evolving. Yeah. Right. Um, and sometimes it's driven. Actually, a good example. It's driven um, outside of the industry, the insurance, uh, because they're always trying to divest risk. Oh yeah. You know. Yep. To get rid of their risk, and they actually have driven some of the conditions that we, you and I, deal with. Yeah, age of hot water tanks, um, and I call it insurance creep. And I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but <laughs> but like poly B, for example. Yeah, it has become a bigger issue today than it was five years ago when I started doing this. Yep, right before it was like maybe you've had an increase in your insurance premium, and now like you know you know yourself, people are like some companies won't touch it. Yeah, some don't care. Some um, Five thousand dollar deductibles, and then you once they fix if you ever have a claim, and you've got to redo the rest of it yourself. Like it's yeah, that didn't exist. No. So those are the types of things. Is well, even myself, my own house insurance. So I live on the river. I have an acreage in the river, and I've had I had it for a long time, and I've always had flood insurance. And then one day, miraculously, um, they uh, canceled my flood insurance, but increased my house insurance ten percent. <laughs> that's a new kind of math, I guess. I yeah. don't know, but but I mean that's that. Those are the kinds of things. It's outside forces is what will change. Yeah, I think that's true. I don't know if that's a good way to put it or not, but so pretty much you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's my best guess, yeah. damn it. <laughs> yeah, well, was it a good you, guess? I don't know. <laughs> you don't, you don't know what's going to happen because it's it's going to be external forces. Oh yeah, and that's um, what that's why I say it's it that whether way. the government or the, yeah, totally. the lenders or the uh, bankers and yeah. what have you, right? So they're going to dictate yeah. what happens. In I mean, there's internal pushes within the home inspecting industry. Uh, that could affect the industry too yeah without getting into it but i mean we might be forced to charge more because of what some of the stuff that's kind of the government's talking about doing and nice. whether it'll happen or not who knows yeah some stuff gets a pie in the sky right but i guess we'll see we'll see the future is looking bright though oh yeah and like it's it, <laughs> i think the next few years are going to be very 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 busy yeah i think so very too busy and that's so. everything i mean i actually was watching bnn this morning real quick before i started my day and the uh, CEO of uh, Airflow, uh, is it Airflow? Whatever, one of the RV makers um, is talking about how they were sideswiped and you know blindsided oh, yeah. with uh, their activity in 20, yeah. 2020. And they're already, they're projecting uh, sales ahead are just crazy growth. Crazy You're gonna growth. have to find you a couple of those lackeys and start charging them for the apprenticeship hours <laughs> <laughs> and get them out there working for yeah. you. Yeah, well. yeah. For me, I, well, when I had the trust plan, I had 60 employees. And, and uh, I like this. I don't have any employees. Yeah, no headaches. Did I say that out loud? I did. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Got, th I got three people to worry about, me, myself, and I. True. Yeah. And the clients. And the clients. Well, yeah, and the yeah. clients. No, you can't well, leave, you can't no leave but I'm, talk, I'm talking yeah. about employee side, yeah. right? And well, maybe you, the you, wife. <laughs> you, always got, you always got in a client. Yeah. And, and don't forget the wife. Well, yeah. 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 Well, thanks for coming on today. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. It's uh, It's been a fun show. Uh, learned a little bit and uh, got 
started perusing around the rabbit hole. We didn't get down too deep. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of was, I thought it was around my neck for a minute there. No, no, I can get I I could definitely go deeper. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in. All right, thanks. Thanks for tuning in today. If you like what you heard, show me some love on social media. If you know of anyone that we should feature here on the podcast, hit me up. Or if you know anybody that's looking to buy or sell real estate, drop my name.